Hello, hello everybody. How's everybody doing? We are Tea Time with the Blade Crew. And I'm Elisa, one of your hosts. With me, I have my other hosts and friends. I have Lara, I have AJ, Max, and Donald. Hey. How you guys doing? How's it going? What's going on, Elisa? Hey, I'm on, good. Friends? How y'all doing? Blade. How's your week going? What's been going on this week? Well, not much, but... <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys been doing in this quarantine week? Um, for me, I've just been at home. Um, like I said, my my kids' teachers cut down on their like schoolwork, so I've had time to like exercise, drink a little bit, watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, just living the best life, you know, like having fun. It's awesome. What about you guys? I mean, I've just been working out. Uh, writing a lot of music. I've been doing like every challenge that I can do. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I have been having real trouble, being transparent, real troubles this week in dialysis. I don't know what's happening, but my blood pressure is falling like crazy. So when I oh, leave man. there, I'm dead. Uh-huh. I have to sleep to get back. But other than that, I've been chilling. I think I need some Uncle T. Uncle <laughs> Tito. Yes, you do. Uncle yes, Tito. Tito. All right. That's right. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. What about you, AJ? How's it oh, going? How it's you been a busy week. I mean, my kid's school with the social distancing thing and the online classes. So my kids this past week love the Cardi B interview clip that we played, <laughs> la- played last week. So I had my I son walking around the house. He's going around the house and saying, He's walking around the house saying, coronavirus, coronavirus. <laughs> this is all I'm hearing all week long. It's like, I'm enough, enough. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! <laughs> I don't know about you, but that gets me excited for the coronavirus. I don't think it's supposed to be doing that. But it's like pumping me up like, yeah, coronavirus. <laughs> like, <laughs> Makes it exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so this is what they're doing now. I mean, last week was the farts in the Alexa, and then this week's the <laughs> Cardi B thing. I don't know. What, Which what? one would you prefer, farting or Cardi B? Coronavirus! Coronavirus! <laughs> He's just yeah. like, neither. Yeah, neither well, I, I think the coronavirus, you know, Amazon, <laughs> waiting for your weed, whatever she says. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a toss-up. Because at least I can tell Alexa, stop, it will stop. And I can't tell my kids that. And I'll keep on saying, ah, Cardi B, ah, coronavirus. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's the story of my life. It's our mantra. <laughs> the 2020 mantra. <laughs> so we started with the show over the last couple of shows as our uh, you know, positive influence and a little positive words. I saw this, uh, this cool little clip on, um, on Facebook the other day. And it was uh, this little six-year-old girl. Her name is Mia. And actually, I do have her on the show today. Uh, her uh, got her parents to uh, get her on for us, and uh, she's six years old. She's in first grade, if I'm not mistaken. And she made this really cool video from True Colors. You remember that song? I see your true colors. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she dedicated it to her mom. Her mom is a nurse at a local hospital. I think somewhere up in the New York area. And uh, it just, it just touched my heart. I really, I really, uh, when I saw the clip, I was like, I gotta, we gotta talk about this. And such a sweet little girl, you know, she's six years old and uh, she sings. And uh, so I'd like to introduce you uh, to uh, Mia. 
Hello, Mia. You on the line? Hi. Hi there, Mia. How are you? Good. Good, good. How old are you? Six and a half. Six and a half. So is my daughter. So you should be, what, first grade, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. Yes. Well, what's, uh, I, I was on, on Facebook and I saw uh, this uh, beautiful video that you made. Uh, what's the backstory of that uh, video that you uh, created? I wanted to do something nice for, for the frontline workers. Frontline workers, like, and such as your like mom? My, your mommy's a nurse? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So what made you uh, choose uh, uh, this uh, song, True Colors? It's one of my favorite songs growing up. It's been out for a long time. Miss Rebecca, my singing teacher. Oh, your singing teacher. Is this through your elementary school? Private. Oh, private. Oh, okay, excellent. Excellent. So I do have your song here uh, queued up here. Let's uh, listen to it. I, really an inspirational song. This Thank is you. for all the healthcare and essential workers, like my mom, who's a nurse and a superhero. Did a great job singing that song, Mia. So do you uh, like to sing a lot? How long have you been singing now? A long time. A long time? Yeah. Do you sing in a chorus for school? No. No, you just do this uh, as a little fun little thing? So very good. So I just want to say uh, thank you for uh, dedicating this song to all the frontline workers out there. And uh, I just wanted to share your story with our uh, listeners. And I do appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. All right, you guys have a great day. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you, Steve, for letting your daughter on the uh, podcast. I do appreciate that. So, guys, what did, you know, uh, it was such a touching video uh, that she made. Uh, hopefully, you know, when we get a Facebook page, we can share the link. But, yeah, it was such a touching video on how uh, she, saw, she sang uh, the song True Colors. So uh, that was my uh, positive story of the week. It just made me feel really warm and uh you know, there's so much uh, good out there with also, you know, with the bad, but, you know, with the good, you know, we, we need more good. Definitely do need more good. True. Absolutely. It, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, she's adorable. Yeah, she's super cute. Mm-hmm. And it's nice knowing that a little kid like that has the sense to make something positive. You know, she has a little bit of understanding of what's going on and she wants to just make something positive. It's nice. I'm glad she realized her mom was an essential worker. You know, like other people don't realize how important their parents' jobs are. And it's like she realized that about her mom. Like her mom's out there in the workforce 
risking her life. Oh, absolutely. I know um, when I messaged the mom that she is working a long weekend. So, you know, thank you, Gina. I do appreciate the uh, you know permission of having your daughter on our show. And Steve, thank you very much. I really do. And thank you for you, what you do and, uh, you know, treating our... Uh, you know, I know you're from the New York area, so I do appreciate, uh, I know that's the hardest hit area, and uh, we're down here in Tampa, Florida, so, if, you know, it's not as bad, but it's just, uh, they're very nerve-wracking because you don't want to contract it and bring it home to your family. I, I have a different question, a different topic, because um, it's kind of important, but what do you guys think about the president reopening up the country and, well, handing it over to the governors and possibly all of you guys Going back to the office, I mean, I don't look forward to that because I, I was enjoying like having an excuse not to work. Now I'm going to have to find work. <laughs> but I mean, do you guys think it's a good idea? Because to me, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed at all. Like there is no vaccine. People are not getting better. So I know the reason why he wants us to go back to work is because the economy's tanking because he already said they ran out of um, small business loans for small businesses and they're running out of funding for unemployment as 22 million Americans have already employed and been applied. So I'm just wondering what you guys think about us going back to work All right, I'll, in, a, in a week. I'll jump or, in because I've been, uh, I've been furloughed to at least to the end of the month. Um, I know, uh, with myself, uh, I deal with the public. So we're, uh, we're with the type of work that I do. Uh, we're not essential workers, uh, so we're to, to the end of the month. And I'm just concerned if it's too soon because how, you know, rapidly, because I know Florida had another 1,400 cases. This is, uh, we're recording this on Saturday. So Saturday, what's today's date, by the way? So the 18th? The 18th. 18th. So, you know, so the 17th, you know, according to uh, the sources that popped up on my feed, that's, I'll use that as a source, but it was like another 1,400 cases and, you know, the trend is just going up and I'm just concerned that, you know, it's, it's too premature, you know, getting back to you were saying with the president, you know, I could see, you know, okay, every state's different. You know, if you look at the map of all the hotspots, mostly the hotspots is on this side of the country. Yes. There's some more all sporadically through the country, but uh, is it too soon? Yeah, I think so. But at least the governor's a little more in tuned and I understand we need to get this economy going, but also we got to be safe as well. So I'm not sure if I'm going back to work yet, you know, it's up in the air. So, I mean, I work from home, so I'm good like either way, but the only reason that we're seeing a slight flattening of the curve, whatever you want to see, whatever you want to call it is because of the stay at home and the exactly. quarantine. It's not because of a vaccine or medicine because that doesn't exist. It's because of the quarantine. So I don't know. I don't know if it's too early. Ugh, I don't know. It's a tough situation. I know. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't see it happening. I, I think it's just in the talks, but I think when we get close to the dates where we're supposed to go back to work, we, I feel like that they'll see that it's not ready, that we're not ready to go back to work. I don't see it happening. I, I think it's going to last for at least another more, couple more months. I know there, I know it's in the talks, but I don't think that is for a fact, right? Yeah, it's just in the talks right now, so I'm not personally yeah. sure. I mean, Bax, do you uh, currently, uh, you, were just, you were laid off, is that correct? So you don't have anything to go back to just yet? Well, I got hired at a job that's supposed to be starting May 1st, working from home. Okay. I'm going to be doing some financial um, planning and stuff like that. Oh, congrats. But, um, congratulations. Yeah. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. But I, I do think that uh, once everything straightened out, I will be going into the office. But for right now, it's to be working from home, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm okay with. That's what I'm safe with. I'm not really with going to no office for at least three or four months. I need to know that this coronavirus is taken care of before I step back into anybody's office. Yeah, of course. Let now- me just say that China. Okay, so China is way better than America in containing the spread. They let up because they saw the numbers go way down and they had a surge. Italy um, has still not let up and America is superseding Italy in the amount of deaths. So I really don't understand why, besides the fact that he just wants to boost the economy, um, that he's gonna let us go back to work. And then you guys are saying it's in the talks. It's not in the talks. He released a phase one, phase two, phase three. mandate and he's handing it to the governors so it's not really like they're talking about it they're going to do it and i think our governor no offense if you like him i think he's up trump's ass and so whatever trump says he's going to do so i i think we're going to start going back to work they already opened up the beaches in um jacksonville yeah, you know and the gyms yep. are opening we're considered phase three for florida i believe so that means our facilities are going to start opening up again so I don't know. I mean, we're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't go that far, but well, the thing is, here's the thing, guys. Trump, Trump is only his, his only concern is the money. And yeah. being being totally honest here, if you are any kind of hustler, if you out of, out in the street or anything like that, anybody that does anything with money knows this: money takes care of itself. You know, you, there, there's nothing that you can do to stop money. So you don't have to worry about like the economy tanking. It's people that are going to suffer, but money takes care of itself. Now, with regards to Trump, remember in the beginning, Trump said he had absolute authority. I mean, I was just looking at some of his um, some of his speeches last night. Um, just the other day, Trump said he had absolute authority. He's thinking about shutting down Congress because he felt like he could do whatever he wants to. He said, "I have the power of the president is absolute." He could do whatever he wants to do, but he got so much pushback from governors and he said, well, I'll control stuff. Because and, and and that's rightfully so. He there's nothing in the constitution that says he has the power to do anything. So he would have been constitutionally wrong. So giving the power to the governors is one thing. But Laura, to your point, our governor is a pair is a pair of underwear to Trump's ass. <laughs> Straight up. He and really is. He really is. It's not just him. It's the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell. You're talking about Lindsey Graham, the senator from South Carolina, and you can think of a few others. All of those people are letting Trump do the things that he's doing, and they're not giving any pushback. And, yeah. and you know, we're we're way past this. Is, this might be a little bit bigger than the coronavirus, but we're way past the time for impeachment, guys. Because now, if you listen to his if you listen to his speeches every day, they're becoming less and less about the coronavirus and more and more about um, politics and and doing pep rallies. For his re-election campaign. It's and interesting, not, though. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's not helping. Any, that's not helping anybody at all. And to the point of the coronavirus, we're not ready. The leading authority on infectious diseases, Dr. Anthony Fauci, has stated as much. We're not ready, and we'll never go back to normal again. Unless we get a vaccination, we'll never be normal again. So even if we do open up, we as people don't know how to respond to each other. I know, just like Back said. There's no way he's going into an office until he's certain that 
he won't contract he won't contract the disease. And think about it. They're sure. talking about opening the beaches in Jacksonville. I'm not going to a beach. Are you crazy? No, it's not time. That's all it's I can in, say. It's interesting that you say that because um the president is not giving Dr. Fauci airtime anymore. Right. Because Dr. Fauci is really disagreeing with the president and he literally said that we will not go back to normal until we have a vaccine. So I find that very interesting and um, I just hope we all don't die. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to die drunk. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Die happy. You know, that's right. You know, every day he's on the news, you know, about what, 545 Eastern Standard Time. And he's uh, talking about the status of of everything and all that stuff. I'm tired of him saying fantastic fantastic oh it's fault wonderful great people it's like all right we get all those adjectives please and let's you know at this point it's just to me it's this i'm tired of it i'm tired of it i'm done i'm done i'm done just tell me when are we going you know we'll give me the status update what's going on what what's you know i don't want to care about oh fantastic oh great bunch of people and yes okay great america's great we got it now just tell me when i'm gonna head back to work well he did (laughs) when are we yeah may 1st but i want to know when i'm headed back to work well, when I go back to I, uh, when I go back to work, I'll be working from home. If it's not work from home, I'm not doing it. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my my employer is uh, looking for us to do uh, remote stuff, but I'm not sure how we because we deal with the public, so I'm not exactly sure how they're going to work that in there. But we'll have to wait and see. I have a question. No offense to anyone, but a question about boomers. Um, old people. <laughs> so I've, I've had a couple times where I've gone to like the stores and there's like a bunch of old people. I don't know if you guys have this issue, but they don't believe in the, um, in the coronavirus because I went to Lowe's again. I, I told you guys I was painting my house and I have to keep going. But anyways, there was another, um, older lady behind me and she was walking super close to me. And then I turned, you know, the corner and she was following me. And then I went to go pay for my stuff and she did not stay six feet back. So I just scooted forward and then she just kept scooting forward. And I was like, can you please scoot back a little bit? And she was like, what? She's like, you believe in that stuff? And then I'm like, and she's not wearing any gloves or a mask. And I'm thinking you're gonna be the first one to go. Like, no offense, but this boomers is de- are not realizing that they're at risk and they just don't believe it. I don't know if they want, if it, they feel like it's their time. Like, what do you guys think about that? Cause there's so many old people and they just don't care. Natural selection, I'm kidding. I was about to say that, but I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> Hey, listen, might be funny, but that's the truth. Listen, you did your 70 years, call it in. (laughs) That's true. Go to the time clock and clock out. Is that what it is? You did your 70 years. Let us, you know, go ahead. Call it a day, but just don't give it to me. Mm -hmm. But that's what I was going to say. Those are the type of people that would get it. They'll be completely fine, but they'll give it to other people who won't be fine. Right. And it's like, ugh. Just, but it's not yeah. just the old people neither, though. It's the young generation, too. Like, the 18, 19-year-olds just mm-hmm. running around, uh, going crazy, partying, not taking anything seriously. I was in a 7-Eleven the other day, and there's these young guys that came in a 7-Eleven, 
and you know how they have the little uh, the markers on the floor for, for social distancing, for being six feet apart. They're like just laughing, like, ooh, social distancing, social distancing. And I, and, and I turned around, like, I said, bro, I need y'all to know that this is definitely real. I got a cousin right now, probably y'all age, shitting in New York right now with coronavirus. And they was looking like, oh, 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 oh. They was, they was looking stunned. But, yeah, it's, it's still real and it's still serious, man. And whether you're young or whether you're old, you got to take it serious because they are the ones that's passing it. They are the ones. The, it's the people that don't care that's passing it. It's the people that exactly. don't care to wash their hands. It's the people that exactly. that's doing all the crazy shit coughing on shit and trying to spread it that's passing it but then us we're washing our hands we're wearing our masks we're doing the things that we need to do to uh to keep everything isolated and these people don't care like that's the scary part i hate it maybe we should the government should put a curfew for like stupid people or people that are in the ages of like 18 to 21 like i don't know how they'll determine you're stupid or not but if you have that mentality (laughs) you have a curfew or you're on house arrest well, I'm going right. to tell you, this is what happened here. Um, last Sunday at Grant Park, if you're from Tampa, you know where, you might know where that is. At Grant Park, there was a tremendous party outside, about 100 people outside of the park, just partying and having a good time, not paying attention to social distancing laws, not doing anything, just balling. Well, Commissioner Les Miller happened to pass by there. So what does he do <laughs> Monday morning? He goes in, and they vote to have a 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew. I mean, a hard curfew. Like, after 9 o'clock, you can't be on the street. Now, they rescinded it, um, what, Thursday, I think? They rescinded it Thursday. But this just goes to show you, like, people just aren't taking it seriously. And I'm I'm seeing all of these posts where they're talking about, oh, the African-American community is disproportionately affected by coronavirus. It is, yeah. Aunt, okay, but you know why they are? They're hard-headed. Because if you're having a 100-people party outside and you're not paying attention to social distancing, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get sick and die. You know, yeah. that's just the bottom line. But I'm I also, sorry, did you guys see the protests in Michigan? I was about to say yeah. that. I'm glad you yeah. saw that. <sighs> I was like, why? Like, this is not a constitutional, oh, I have rights, da 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 blah, blah, blah. This is a stay home so that you don't die. I like how the governor, okay, she's a woman, first of all, which power to women. But she <laughs> said, she said it's better to be six feet apart than six feet under. Mm. My thing is, no offense to people that like President Trump, the really offense, but like they, so she is a Democratic governor and she imposed that because Michigan has a really, really high rate of people getting coronavirus and dying. But the president had said, oh, that woman in Michigan, don't listen to her. So his followers are those people that are in the streets protesting. So President Trump made it political when she's literally just trying to shut down the city so that people stop getting sick. She's just trying to contain it. So I, I do blame our president for continuing the spread of the virus. I mean, he started the whole virus saying, it's a hoax, it's a hoax, da 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 Like, right. obviously no one's going to pay attention. I had this conversation, actually, with my mom. She was saying, well, you should have enough common sense to not listen to the president. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, but on the flip side, he's also our leader, quotes leader and so you're gonna take example from him if he's saying oh this is not a real thing this is a hoax you're gonna be like okay i don't have to protect myself i mean common sense and and a lot of people parrot him like fox news they're up his ass 
they yep. agreed with him and they even encouraged people to go fly on the cheap like plane flights and go on cruises because they believed the president. So, yeah. I think the cruises are shut down for another 100 days or a little less than 100 days at this point. Did anybody hear that? Now, yeah. <laughs> now they yeah. are. Now. But, you Probably. know, jumping on to a stay-at-home order, a lot of my friends I have talked to this past week disagreed me disagreed with me having the stay-at-home order for at least for Hillsborough County here in Tampa, Florida. And... I, I, my, my method of, of thinking was, seriously, where do you have to be between eight, I mean, nine to five in the morning? It's only eight freaking hours. There's nothing open. I had a buddy of mine say to me, well, what if you get in an argument with your spouse and you need to go out and drive? I was like, really? Really? No, no, that's no, no. I mean, I, I had to, I had to agree to disagree. Then another friend of mine says, yeah, it's taking away your rights, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, you know what? I don't want to get sick. Let's just help control. Let's just do what they tell us to do and just just don't fight it back. I mean, it's only for eight hours. Seriously, it, I mean, get some sleep. Everybody needs eight hours of sleep anyway. So I was kind of for it. I mean, do, do I need to go to jail for it? No, not really. But I just feel that it was okay just for about the safety. And then something about a commissioner, uh, he was just getting all these, because he happened to be black and he, he was getting all these racial remarks and it really upset him. They had a news clip on the news with him. Basically he says, yeah, well, you know, people criticizing me for doing it and it's all about the safety, which I, I get, you know, it's only for eight hours. It's not locking you in your house's house arrest. And then you get the other people saying, Oh, you know, we're already on the lockdown order. You know what? Seriously, where do you got to be between nine and five? Seriously, where do you but have Donald, to Donald, didn't you have a different view? Yeah, this is this was my this was my issue with the nine to five curfew. It's government sanctions, and here's why I say that. For me, as a for me as a black man, when you allow when you, and if it would be different if this was like a, a government takeover, anarchy, rioting, or something like that. But we're talking about a curfew for a virus, so. For me, as an African-American, I, I have to look at the, the Pandora's box that you potentially open when you allow the government to mandate a shutdown, to mandate people going into their houses. Now, I actually get on like I'm, I'm a guy that I use. The, I use Twitter and I speak to I speak to congressmen. I speak to county commissioners. I even tweet and troll the president. Nothing <laughs> that I say to him is positive. But I, I do that. Same. But but so I I. Um, so I, I spoke to Les Miller about that, and I said, listen, I understand the reasoning. I understand the premise of why you're saying that. But you have to understand my point of view as an African-American. Like, here in this community, it's nothing for them to, and I've had it done to me, it's nothing for them to pull you over for no reason and have you sitting outside for two hours straight for no reason, talking about they're checking your license. Now, I just got my license two years ago. There's nothing on it. But I'm outside for two hours. And what are you looking for? My car is clean. I just, you know, I, I've done everything that I could to the car. I showed you everything. And I'm outside for two hours. So when you're talking about allowing the government to, because of a virus, shut down the city from the hours that really aren't conducive to spreading the virus. Because most people, most people are taking the common sense approach and staying in the house, especially from nine to five in the morning. So, so then why do you think that they put in the curfew Anyways, if not that many people are out, I'm trying to understand what's the point. Okay, what made Les Miller so angry is that he saw in this park a group of black, a group of African Americans 
not paying attention to the safer at home directives, not paying attention to the social distancing directives, and just having a good time, like social distancing to be damned. So that makes him feel some type of way. So that made him go and, and say to county commissioners, look, maybe we need to have an enforceable curfew. And if we see somebody out, we can either give them a ticket or arrest them. My thing about arresting them is you're going to put them in jail to do what? Spread the virus? Yeah, arresting them doesn't make sense because right. even in New York, Governor Cuono will not arrest people, but he is putting a fine. Um, a fine because right. the, they're, the they're thing is spreading people. so rapidly. The only thing is homeless people, it doesn't affect them. So, you know, they'll just keep spreading the coronavirus. Exactly. Now, side note to that. In New York, they have 31,000 hotel beds specifically for the homeless. Now, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. That's... But, yeah, so that, that was just my whole thing. Like I told him, I understood his, I understood the reasoning for the curfew, but just government mandated um, controls like that opens up a sort of Pandora's box where if anything comes, sort of gets out of the way, they can say nobody go outside at 10 o'clock, you know, and, and, and they can make that a punishable type of um, punishable type of issue instead of like a, a, a um, preventative measure. So you think instead of it being for safety that some cops or some people might take it too far and like they, arrest they, they, people they, they, or harass people harass and arrest oh, people yeah. for no reason I, I definitely do agree I definitely believe that some people and, and this is I can't speak for everybody but you know that there are some people in law enforcement in, 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 in their political arena that will take that measure and do far more than what it's intended for yeah, in psychology, oh, yeah. we we study that about professions. Like a lot, not everyone, but a lot of people that choose positions of authority is for the sole purpose of controlling people exactly. and abusing authority. And and not all cops, of course, but a lot of them do that. So That's right. I can see how that can be a problem. I just thought of it more for a safety point of view because you were saying how a lot of people just were ignoring it and partying. And then back to your thing about why the black community is disproportionately exposed to it. I don't think it's because they just don't care because that's just an anecdotal, like, that's just like a separate thing that you saw. I think there's a lot of parts around the U.S. where the where a large amount of black people are getting the virus and dying. And I think it's because they don't, they're in parts of the country that don't have adequate health care and they don't have, they can't afford help where other people are in places where they can get more help. I think it's well, more of a poverty thing. Well, it, well, they they did it. I was looking at the news the other night, and they were speaking about how this this um, coronavirus has exposed the fact that there are huge segments of the population that don't have internet access. Okay. And how how that affects us is that you don't have access to the information to to, to get to the help that you need. Also, right. if you're if you're a stay at home, your kids can't get on the internet to go to school. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't do teleconferencing with a doctor? Yeah. And I was, when when I saw the numbers, I was stunned. There were like 22 million people don't have internet access, and of that number, 16 million were African American. I was like, what? So then it is proportionate to poverty then. Oh yeah, it's definitely proportionate yeah. to poverty as well. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, they're right. That's definitely true. That's true. Do you guys think there's something else that they're trying to cover up while they're sending everybody else in the house? Wait, what? Do you guys feel like they're trying to cover up something? Trying to cover up something? Because you know me, I'm the type of guy where I 
don't put anything, um, I don't think nothing is too far-fetched, right? So they say that they could be building the 5G towers right now. That's what they say. I don't Wait, know. they could be what? Building the 5G building towers. The 5G towers. Oh. oh, I. but I still don't think anything, I don't think there's a correlation. No, yeah, I don't really think there is. Okay, I think there is a cover-up with Wuhan, China, though, because I've been seeing a lot of stuff about it, and I... They're even the FBI. They're now saying that Wu, uh, Wuhan, China has a lab, and they were creating, um, not creating viruses, but they were trying to learn about viruses in order to stop them. They didn't say anything about bioterrorism, but they said that it originated in a lab and that it got out of control. And they knew about it, and the World Health Organization knew about it, but they were trying to contain it quietly, and then they just couldn't anymore. And that's oh, yeah. why. People are saying that the World Health Organization is corrupt. And I, I kind of agree with our stupid president that it was China's fault a little bit for not letting people know. I mean, and they lied I, about their death numbers, too. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I'm, like, on the fence. I agree, but I don't really think it was done in malice. I no. think something happened, like a mistake. Like, it got out of control, and instead of saying, like, hey— we messed up. Like, this is happening and bad. They're like, let's just try to cover it up. And now it's exploded everywhere. So I don't think, like, it's a conspiracy or they did it to try to kill us off or whatever. I think it was just a big old mistake. And nobody wants to be the one to be like, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I fucked up. It's like Resident Evil, though. It's like, I wish this was like a cool zombie apocalypse, but it's just a coronavirus one. But like Resident Evil, they, you know, they had labs and they were doing shit and it spread. It's the same thing, like, just a lot less cooler. <laughs> so what about, what about a 2014 video with Obama warning the world that in five years... There yeah, could be, there could be like a pandemic or something like that. That makes me even think even crazier because how in five years is like exactly five years. Obama said something like the flu could hit America. It makes me feel like these politicians know a lot more than what mm -hmm. they're telling us. That's why he with me, nothing is too far fetched. That's why with me, I don't know if the 5G is far fetched. I don't know. I'm not going to stick my head in the sand like an ostrich and act like shit is not real. I'm going to take every single thing that I'm given and I'm going to assess it and I'm going to be like, okay, well, hey, that might be a possibility or it might not be. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Oh, no, I definitely don't think it's far-fetched, but as in terms of they did it malicely, maliciously, I don't think they did that. I think it's more of we are, not, not us, but they are experimenting and making different viruses or what are, what have you to see what does what happens like what does this happen what do what do we do if this happens whatever and it got out of hand i don't think someone went into a lab and said i'm gonna create something that's gonna kill off millions of people i don't think that is the intention but i don't think it's too far-fetched saying that it was created by someone like the optimistic part of me um, and the humanitarian part of me wants to believe in humanity and know that they did not create it to be malicious. But I do know history, and I know that Japan um, create like was involved in bioterrorism where they spread syphilis on purpose, and then America bought that information in return of Japan's 
you know, in return for silence. So America and Japan were both involved in bioterrorism in a sense. So I don't put it really past any country to create weapons or bioterroristic weapons. I just hope like you that they were just trying to figure shit out and, you know, Resident Evil, you just got out of control. Well, remember Sorry. this, that in Syria, they used biochemical weapons on their yes. people. Yeah, so they did. The, the, the thing about bioterrorism, that, that's a no-brainer. That's a non-starter. You know that that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that they're every day working on um, chemical weapons um, because, one, they're cheaper. Two, they get the job done a whole lot faster, and mm-hmm. they can take a whole lot more people. So that that's like a non-starter. I, no, it's bioterror, like, of course, but usually they release gas or something that kills people yeah. immediately in a certain specific area. But, you know, they're, they're, they're working with... Uh, yeah, they're, they're working with other other forms of bioterrorism. You know, they're, they're trying to do They're working with genetics, you know, just like the virus. Making right. super, super viruses, things of that nature. Now, the 5G. <laughs> I'm okay. not laughing. <laughs> just the way you said it. No, but, no because this, this is my man. I, listen, I, I follow back off of, off of our podcast because, you know, he spit five games, like he, he, he makes dope beats and all that. But the five G thing, look, I ain't gonna lie, I break the curfew a lot. So, <laughs> so, so I, I don't see him like doing that. I, I don't see him building no tower. And if they do, like I know what they're building the five G for. I know that this has been in production in twelve years. They've been working on this since the introduction of four G. So anything, okay. not not saying, and and I'm not. This is not to say that something could happen, but I just think that the science behind it has has proven itself to be safe and effective for use commercially. So that I, they, they, they they don't have any reason to hide trying to improve technology. Like I, I just don't believe. Yeah. So, I agree with you. But I'm not saying that it can't be. But I just I don't believe that there's a reason to try to hide when you're trying to improve technology. Yeah, I agree with you. I saw, um, I saw like a image and it showed like back in, it was like a cartoon, a political cartoon. And it, sh- I think I shared it to you guys, but it was like when they first came up with telephone wires oh, for yeah. the oh, telephone. Yeah, yeah. So even back then people were against technology advancing because they could see all these issues. They're like, people are going to die from electricity. People are going to get tangled up in, in the wires. It's terrible for us. And like, there's all this opposition to new technology because they're afraid that it's bad for our health. And it is a little bit, but I don't think we should ever stop advancing yeah. the technology. We should always find a better way to advance. And if there's more radiation, well, let's find a better solution, but don't stop 5G. Yeah, it's, I mean, look what technology has done for us. It's made it so that our kids can stay home and still learn and, you know, has made it so that we can con- we can communicate with our families right. all over the world. So we can't stop developing our technology. Yeah, like, I, I now it. have time to watch Netflix and Hulu because my kids are on their tablets or playing Fortnite. I yeah. would have never been able to do that if none of that was created. We wouldn't have Hulu and Netflix if it wasn't created. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now I will say this. All right, we're gonna see we're gonna see. I'm gonna I'm I understand what you guys are saying about the five G. I'm gonna leave the five G alone. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you I, research five G. 
but what I because this is now here's the thing about 5G that they that they are that most people are concerned with you have those things that you have those feelings that you have because of the radio wave the frequency of the radio wave that they're using for 5G are so high people are concerned of the type of rays the type of light rays that are passed through those radio waves that are cancer causing so that's that's the concern. But like I said, they've been testing it for 10 years now, more than 10 years. And, and I'm pretty sure that they, you know, that they, they know what the limits are and, and, and how much radiation is passing through those radio waves and is it detrimental to our health? And if so, how detrimental it is. So that, that's my only thing. Not saying that you shouldn't be concerned because, you know, like they have these power lines going off all over the place and people say those power lines causing cancer. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's easy to make something what you want it to think what you want it to be. But if you turn down those power lines and you don't put them underground and I don't get to have on my computer and get my podcast and turn on my life <laughs> on the TV, I'm going to be pretty upset. <laughs> exactly. Me too. So, AJ, what's good, man? You just sitting over there all quiet, AJ? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm being very quiet because, you know what, uh, this is what I want to do. <laughs> That's all is stuck in my head. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's and then, just you know, like I just want to go party every time I hear that. Seriously, that has like the opposite effect. Instead of like warning us, she's telling us, let's go party. Here, every time she says that, every time AJ presses that, everyone should take a shot or a drink. There we go. <laughs> Going to play with his sound effects, guys. Oh yeah, I mean, hey, let's let's go an imaginary world right now. All right, Laura. All right, Laura. Now it's your turn. What is going on in Laura's world? Well, besides me being super bored, I found ways to conquer my boredom. I created this amazing Facebook group that you guys know about. Oh, do you guys like it, by the way? Is it fun? It is hysterical. <laughs> I don't even comment. I just sit there and I scroll and I drink my drink and I have a good time. I'm glad I created it for you guys, for your entertainment, because I knew how bored all of you were. That's the trash oh. shit on the internet right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh at them. Hey, I'm listen. just like... And I got me a drink of vodka and sat back and was... Man, I was going through those posts. I was dying. Oh, my goodness. That, that was some funny stuff. Yeah, so for those of you guys that don't know what I'm talking about, we all worked together, and we had, like, we got laid off, and all of the people at our job wanted to come together to help each other find jobs. But in that Facebook group that we were in, we can't really be as free as we want and like talk shit about people. So I created a whole nother group to talk shit about people at our job thinking it was a joke. I thought only like 15 people would join, but there's like 300 people now. And then somebody else just joined right now. So is it all, welcome, is it all yeah. ex uh, coworkers or is there any outsiders? Only coworkers that I know of. Okay. It's insane. I'm like, I'm the type of person that I went into work really early. I had an early shift. So I would just want to go in, 
do my work and leave. Are you the four forty five shift or whatever? Like yes, in the early in the super early. Yeah, five forty five to like two fifteen. Before the sun was up. Yes. Dude, five forty five is like nighttime. Like yes. that's not even morning. Hey, it was nice to get out of two fifteen. As soon as that clock hit two fifteen, I mean my team was making fun of me because I was out in the parking lot within sixty seconds. You All know? of you guys like, ran. I saw people run. That was me. Like, yeah, like, that I was had me. No time for like beef, having beef with anyone or whatever. Nope. But the amount of drama that people had, I'm just like, what? Yeah, some of the things I read on? was like. I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I'm like Donald. I poured myself a glass of coconut rum and um, pineapple juice, and I just scrolled through and watched the drama unfold. Mm-hmm. I'm just what? happy that I was, I didn't have any drama in that place. And I, that I was far away from the drama and only people could say nothing but good things about me. <laughs> because yeah. some, some people they were like exposing me. some people. There was a lot of drama. There's a lot of ratchet shit going on. And I said, you know what? I'm so thankful. <laughs> you know, well, it changes my thought of, uh, you know, Debbie's Does Dallas. All I now I could think about is now is the t- tranquility room. They should have this song in the background. Oh, yeah. Okay. So for our listeners that don't know, we had a tranquility room, um, which is where you go to calm down or whatever. Just relax. Yeah. Yeah. Just to to relax. We can't really tell you what we did at our job, but we had places where we can go and relax. And apparently some people were having sex there. I don't even know. It was never on our shift. I was the morning shift and nobody did anything. I just skeeved that because I used to sit in that room and and this was going on. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully you didn't touch anything. Uh, I was always washing my hands. That was all hands. my Donald's shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. So overnights, yeah. Listen, listen, I, I can't, I don't want to expose too much about the overnight shift, but we did a lot of drinking and sleeping, but I can't tell you much more than that. <laughs> sleeping right, with each other or sleeping as in? <laughs> I used to bring in alcohol to work in a, in a cup and I wouldn't drink it until after lunch. And I swear to God, I think Ryan knew because he would always come and ask me what I was drinking. And I said, pineapple juice. And then he used to roll his eyes. I think he knew because I don't think people just drink pineapple juice. <laughs> they knew what was going on at that place, man. They knew what was going on. I mean, of course they did. But I was they, a good were, worker, so they weren't going to fire me. Like, but Here's the thing. We can't even speak about it too much. But even when a guy passed away on the floor they, and everybody was crying and going crazy, you know what they said? They said, do what you got to do to go get to your happy place. I know what that meant. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know what that meant. So, while, you know, paramedics and stuff was there, you know, I'm not going to lie. Listen, I don't work here no more. I definitely rolled up in the parking lot. I had to. I was stressed the fuck out. But everybody did. Everyone. I didn't do that, but everybody did. <laughs> yeah, it was some smokers there, boy. Woo, Jesus. I almost got, like, freaking secondhand contact with some people. I yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it was uh it was crazy. But other than my group, um, yeah, I've just been working out and have you been? Have people been you trolling you lately? Has uh-huh. anyone trolled me? Trolled you? Yes, yes. You, you mentioned to me the other day. I you had some stories. Of trolling, so I don't think anyone has ever trolled me. I troll people though. What would you do if someone trolled you though? I think I would, Turn figure the tables. I would figure it out and I would just go along with their troll because I would figure it out. <laughs> what kind of things happen to you? 
Oh, nobody's trolled me, but I think I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the creeps that message me on Facebook. Yes. Those aren't trolls. Those are weirdos. But they're also trolling your page. They're probably looking at your pictures. Everything's probably public. No, I don't know if other people have this issue, but like, as you know how the little green dot shows that you're online on Facebook. Yeah. As soon as I log in, it's like constant. Like people just suddenly just start messaging me and I'm just like, I'm not even trying to be rude. I just can't do it. And then I get the video chats. Like they don't even like preface anything. They just start video chatting. And yeah, you're talking about the creeps. I expose creeps. So if they start talking about like sexual stuff and being really weird, I screenshot it and then I post it for you guys. It's for your entertainment. (laughs) But my friend did tell me to do something. They're like, next time someone does that, just send your PayPal or your cash app and see what happens. So I'll do that. <laughs> but what about you guys? What's going on with y'all? Crickets, 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 crickets. Hey, what's going on with you? You haven't talked at all. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm letting you guys uh, have fun with it this week, you know. But, uh, you know, I mean, still... Nothing. I mean, the closest excitement that I had this week was somebody on my um, uh, Instagram page messaged me and she writes, hey, Um, probably in a sexy voice. Hey, baby, you know, like that. I was like, "Okay, well, somebody said hi to me. Okay, I'll answer back. Hi. Are you free? Uh, Free as (laughs) in uh, what do I charge you to talk to you or free as in free of my time? She was like, yes, free. I was like, okay. So then she starts sending me these nudie pictures of her. I was like, is this even real? And then, like a minute later, I get a, a link. Click on this link. I was like, uh, no, block. You know, I, I don't want to know virus. Um, you don't want to support these women in this hard time. Like, we're stuck at home. Yeah, no, 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 no. are trying to make a living. Because if I got to click on that, if I'm going to click on that link, I'm more concerned about getting the coronavirus outside my front door, and I don't want some virus going into my computer by clicking on these links. They're just making a living. Support support your local women next time. <laughs> oh, speaking of support, okay. I don't know how invested some of you guys are in celebrities, but I heard that Black China is charging people, like she charges you, $250 it to, for her to follow you on Instagram or I think $950 to FaceTime with her. Okay. She's not that popular. Yeah. But even so, I don't think there is a celebrity out there that I would actually pay to <laughs> FaceTime with me. Like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever read. It's, it's all about the bragging rights. You know? The only celebrity I would have done that to die. His name was Prince. But two hundred fifty dollars. Two hundred fifty dollars is not bad. I would have paid a thousand. No. A dollar. But is there anyone that you guys would pay money for to talk to? No. Not at all. No. Chris Evans, like I don't oh. know. I, I love him. Besides okay, I love his personality, but he's also hot. I just I would yeah, I would pay maybe a hundred. I mean, if it's to talk in person, totally. But over FaceTime, I don't want to pay anybody. I don't <laughs> want to FaceTime anybody. Listen, yeah. I'll like I look like a ogre right now. So no, like, really? stop it. 
I'm gonna talk to Prince because he's gonna teach me how to play an instrument. So yeah, I'm gonna pay for that. <laughs> but I saw that and I'm like, first of all, as Laura said, you're not even that popular. Like, does anyone Black China? Does anyone know Absolutely who that is? Not. I know who she is. I mean, okay. I don't know who she is, but she's just famous for being famous. Yes, three right. people out of all five of us knew who she was a little bit. Come on. You're not that popular. I don't even know who she is anymore. She's like dropping down in popularity. So it's like, yeah, she's washed up. Get out of here. That's probably why she's paying though. Cause I mean, if you're super famous, you wouldn't need to ask people for money like that. She's trying to be an IG influencer and that's like just what normal people do. No, but I read it and apparently she's having custody battles with Rob Kardashian. And so she is, I guess, hoping that we can help her finance her custody battle. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Get a lawyer. It's like, oh. Speaking celebrities of, are really just self-involved. Speaking of large ridiculous. sum of money, uh, did you guys hear the Tom Brady and among other celebrities, you know, t- as everybody knows, Tom Brady now works for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, hopefully uh, he'll turn that season, no, oh, that franchise around because they've been sucking for the last few years. So, he went out on uh, social media and to here. This is from uh, BNR. I don't know what BNR is, but yeah. So anyway, he says, uh, B- B- Tom Brady. I'm sorry. Bleacher Report. Okay. BR is Bleacher oh, yeah. Bleacher okay. Bleacher Report. Report. Okay. There we go. Brady offered a one-time lifetime experience of attending a Buccaneers home game next season, followed by dinner or not both or a workout. The 42-year-old future uh, future Hall of Famer, the winner, also wins Tom Brady's worn jer- jersey. I don't know if I want a Maybe I want a jersey. It's sort of like when women sell their underwear, you know? Ew. But, yeah. Um, yeah, ew. Don't just glaze over that. <laughs> you want a jersey. That jersey can be worth some money in the future. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Jersey is worth so much money. Okay. Yeah, so, I don't think it's the same. So he's bidding. He's having this bidding contest, and the starting bid is at $50,000 in order to get this uh, Tom Brady experience. If you had is 50- he broke? No, no, no. It's going for uh, uh, some sort of charity, if I'm not mistaken. It's probably something, something with the uh, COVID-19, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Yeah, so okay. it, it's, it's, it's a fundraiser. So it's basically you, yeah. get, you go, get to a little Bucks game, you go to dinner. I hope it takes you like Burns or Charlie's or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's $50,000. If you had that money, would you do that? It's just an auction, so I'm sure it's going to starting bid is one, you know, uh, I'm sure it's going to go a lot higher. But would you... If you had money, would you do something like that, Elisa? Um, I mean, it depends. There are celebrities that I would would love to meet, and if I had that money, I maybe. It's more uh, about the charity too. Yeah. Like the whole thing to me is about a charity. So if you have money, and he's trying to promote a charity, his whole thing about it is the charity. So right. I would do it just to benefit the charity. And if I like the celebrity, I would I would do it. Yeah, I would. I would too if I had the money. But God, I can only imagine. Yeah, I would. What, you I would, would too, Bex. That jersey will be worth something in about twenty years. Oh, I'm sure yeah. it will be. Yeah, hopefully, it'll be worth it more. Like, so yeah, if it was like somebody I like, like a Steph Curry, uh, um, a Steph Curry, a Kevin Durant, uh, uh, a Larry Bird, somebody like that. Yeah, I'm in all the way if I had the money. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm definitely doing it. 
Hold on, are we said, talking about we're talking about a Bucks jersey or or a Patriots? No, I'm just saying like anybody that you like. If you if there was anybody famous that you like, and they were offering an auction, and the, and you had the money to do a fifty thousand dollar auction that started at fifty thousand, would you do? Would you participate in it? I hope you're not just talking about just Tom Brady because the answer is no. <laughs> no, just. Um, who got he got the most Super Bowls though, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. So I feel like Tom Brady would be a better investment. I think I feel like Steph Curry would be the next best. Am I wrong? But he needed he needed he need a little bit more years in the NBA to do what Tom Brady did. But I feel okay. like if I was going to invest fifty thousand out of all the athletes you just named, it would be Tom Brady because I know that I will get that back eventually. Did you mean the NFL, not the NBA? Mm. Maybe LeBron. <laughs> Maybe a Kobe jersey right now. Oh, Kobe. Okay. Kobe jersey, absolutely. Oh. oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's true. A for Kobe sure. jersey for certain. Like you uh-huh. had to put some. You got. You got to have some skin in the game for me to invest and, me, and, and for me to feel like it's worth it. So no one would invest for the charity. Worth it though. Yeah. I would. Invest I would invest for a charity. Yeah. Because everyone's like, oh, it depends on the player, blah blah blah. But it's like. The player is just there. He's doing it for the charity. Right. right. Yeah, no, definitely. So you're talking about the charity. Yeah. We were talking about, like, in the future, what it's going to be worth. Like, <laughs> like the jersey, like, if it's worth, like, a million oh. <laughs> You're thinking about making money. <laughs> oh, okay, that's what you guys are thinking. Oh, then on top of that, you get to, uh, you get to use it as a tax write-off. Hey, I donated $100,000 to Tom Brady's charity. That's true. Hey, but I, I wanted to bring up something, man, that um, that that we were talking about in the link the other day, and I wanted to find out what you guys thought about it. So the other day, I don't know if you guys know who Michael Buble is. Oh, yeah, I know him. Okay, well, anyway, there a video surfaced of him elbowing his wife. I think she was interrupting yeah. him while he was talking, and mm-hmm. they were elbowing, elbowing his wife, and, and people saw it went viral. Oh, I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. I saw it too. It went viral, and people were saying that that was borderline abuse and maybe hiding or kind of highlighting a sort of history of abuse with that guy. And I want to know, what do you guys take on that? Okay. Uh, in the video, for those of us, for those that can't see, in the video, they do an Instagram live weekly, I believe, just to like kind of liven up people's monotony of staying home. And in this Instagram live, they were doing their intro, and it's in Spanish because she is from Argentina. So I guess he wanted to say hello first, and she interrupted him, and he elbowed her and kind of, what people are saying, aggressively pushed, um, dragged her back towards him, pulled her back towards him. Right. And people are saying that that is signs of abuse, and... I saw this video like over and over again because I was like, man, I don't know. I don't want to say that, oh, that's not abuse because I don't know what that is. Yeah, we don't know what goes on. Abuse is. I'm not some kind of expert. No. Who speaks Spanish? Huh? I do. You do? Okay. I have the clip here. So I'm going to play this. Here we go. No, the audio is not coming up. But yeah, so yeah, they start speaking Spanish. I have no idea what they were talking about. Why is my audio not coming up? Here it is. Here we go. Hola chicos, hola chicos, hola chicos, yo soy Miguel Burebuja, and mi muy, muy... Okay, what, what did he say? 
he's just introducing himself. He's like, hey guys, I'm Miguel Buble, and this is my beautiful wife. That's all that as they're he, saying. As there, he elbowed you know? her. And... But apparently, when she also said, hola, hello, right. he got upset because he wanted to be the one to say the intro. I'm sorry to laugh. It's just funny. He got upset because he wanted to say the intro, and he, like, elbowed her. And people are saying that if you saw the video, she looks at him, and they're saying that her face drops, meaning she didn't think it was, like, a funny, like, kind of banter between a husband and wife. People are saying that. And it's gone really big on Twitter and Instagram. And there's actually another video um, in that same article of... They were doing their Instagram live and she was late because she was making cupcakes for her kids and she was two minutes late and his face looked serious and he was like, oh, you're always late. And like just the way he was talking to her and he said, you're dead to me. And he said it in a serious, like a serious face. And people are saying like, that's, oh, that's really bad. Like he said, I'm going to kill you. He didn't say, I'm going to kill you. He said, you're dead to me. People were saying that he was saying, you're dead. And he didn't. He said, you're dead to me. Uh And so people are taking those things and saying that it's abuse. And they're saying her facial expression is not one that's laughing or happy about the whole interaction. I saw it. um, And to me, they looked like they were just, it was playful. That's what it looked like to me. But I'm I'm not an expert either because he he elbowed her a little bit and then he reached for her and grabbed her. It seems like that's their dynamic, but I really don't know. And her face dropped, but it dropped as she, her face dropped because I think her um, she realized he was trying to speak at the same time, not because she was scared of him. And yeah. she, you know, when when someone's timid and afraid of someone, they usually don't try to like speak over people, or they're not as assertive. Yeah. So I just I just don't get that vibe from them at all. I feel like that's just their joking manner with each other. They look cute together. Yeah, it looked like and it was more. I don't want to be one of those like people that say, "Oh, I see them all over social media. I know their intimate lives. I don't know them intimately, but right. I have seen." interactions and pictures of them and they look like a happy couple like a happy normal couple so she's she's defended it too you know she came out and said you guys just see little snippets of our lives and it's not what you guys think at all so i'd rather just take her word for it Mm -hmm. yeah it just looked like it was more off guard what was that that, that brings me to a bigger question. Are we too quick to judge when we see stuff on social media nowadays? Versus oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no Absolutely. doubt about it. No doubt Absolutely. about it. Little snippets of people's lives, and then you think you know them. And you oh, think yeah. you know them, right. People think I'm a shit stir, but is there any proof? Hell yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. Don't answer that. <laughs> Everyone, yes, yes, there is. Show screenshots. <laughs> oh my god! True that. But yeah, I think that we that this age of social media that we're in now, where um, if you say one sentence, and you can take one sentence and change the context of it without hearing the rest of the conversation and make somebody look horrible, and mm-hmm. the damage that, that the damage that that does to people, like a lot of people don't realize, it, it, you may not think it's hurt somebody, but if you're if you have a brand. 
or if you're a celebrity or you're somebody that's trying to say you're trying to make them and you say something and somebody takes one sentence and takes it out of context and say you said something else, it becomes much more difficult to to come back from that kind of stuff as opposed to before it used to be. Like now because of social media, the wrong sentence can go viral and in a matter of hours a million people can see it. Yeah, it's just taken out no, of context. Right, just, just taking something out of context. And then you have to spend months trying to say what that wasn't the whole thing. That that wasn't the whole you know, there was a whole sentence or a whole paragraph that came before that that this was in conjunction with. So I, I mean it's just so much, man, to be going on. You know, now this guy, no matter what his wife says, there are gonna be facets of society that say he's probably a closet abuser. And and from what I understand, like he's extremely famous or an extremely famous singer or whatever. And, um, you know, it's going to take him a minute, I think, to get to get over that. Yeah. And and it's sad because she has to defend her husband and then people are going to be like, oh, she's a battered wife defending her husband. Yeah, it's not that. And it's sad they started the whole Instagram live to kind of brighten people's days. Right. And now they have to like, I don't even know what they're going to do. They're probably going to deal with this. Yeah. I tell you. But on a lighter note. I don't know if you guys know or not know about this or not, Bats. I know you. Should, I'm pretty sure you do. On Instagram now, they are having they have this thing starting um, where they have two super producers battling each other, playing all their hits. Oh yeah, I seen that. You seen that? Yes. Oh my that. god, I haven't seen this. I haven't yeah. seen it either. So, so there was one. I don't know if you guys know him. Bats, I'm sure you do. Uh, Swiss Beats and Timberland went mm-hmm. at it. Yes, seen that. You saw that? Yeah, I did not know. That. I did not know Timberland produced "Drunken Love" by Beyonce. I was floored. I was like, "Whoa!" But yeah, he is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, oh my like, god! Um, yeah, they got some hits. Yeah, they got some hits. Swiss Beats and Timberland got some hits, and they went at it for like a like an hour, almost two hours, and it was yeah. nothing but platinum hits for a whole two hours. Each fan playing platinum hits. Oh, you guys oh, should wow. share it. I'm gonna look it up now. Yeah, then, really, I would love that. And then um, Diddy did one for eight hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, he did one for eight hours, and he was having different people come on there, and they were doing dance-offs. And he had his whole family, all his sons, Justin, um, the one he adopted from uh, Al, when Albie Shore, when, when she, Albie Shore's daughter, uh, son from um, the, uh, the girl that killed herself. They had all of those kids, and LeBron was on there with Bronny. There, there's some pretty, and they raised about four million dollars for charity for the COVID uh, nineteen thing. Oh, it's, wow. a lot of, it's a lot of real interesting stuff going on in Instagram that that these artists are doing, man. Oh yeah, a lot of them are doing live concerts and right. a bunch of stuff. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. Using their talent for good, but yeah. I also think um, people, when there's times like this, people become more creative and more innovative. It's oh, really absolutely. interesting to see. Did you guys see Ja Rule challenge 50 cents to one? No, it was that on Instagram too? Uh, so he, so Ja Rule challenged 50, but 50 still trolling Ja Rule, so I don't know if they're going to do it, but that, that, that'd be kind of dope. That'd be kind of dope. Yeah. If oh, yeah. Ja Rule, yeah, they should do something. Ja Rule 50, go at it, you know what I'm saying? Just hit for hit. I feel like that'd be a dope situation. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Awesome. That, that, I, I would, I don't know if I would pay to see it, but I would sure do <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't pay, but they should do it on, you know. On yeah, do you Instagram. have to pay? Like, no, you no, don't no. have to pay, right? Oh, uh-uh, you don't have to pay, but there are DJs on here doing doing mixing and shows. 
and they're putting their cash up up. <laughs> oh yeah, my, one of my favorite DJs I like to listen to is DJ Santana. Um, just look him up my on cousin. Facebook. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you know you I thought <laughs> I I thought of you because his, Paul, his real name is Paul Santana, and he's on there every, like Tuesdays and Fridays, and he does a lot of old school stuff. So he's up using his Cash App and PayPal and whatever else uh, method of payment. So you know a lot of these DJs among. Him and other people are doing that now, which I get because they're I mean, not working the clubs. Charity, I would definitely donate. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like our actual- podcast. If you guys want to donate to our cash app or our PayPal, <laughs> right? <I'm> just joking. <laughs> no, seriously though, Laura. Thinking about that. Hey guys, if you're looking at our podcast, please remember to hit that like button, that comment button, say some comments, mm-hmm. let us know what you think. Yeah. Also, share that stuff, man, and follow us. Follow us. Follow. And let us know who your favorite podcaster is. Oh, yeah, we can do that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Start more stuff. Just start more stuff. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you all for coming out. We appreciate you for spending time. Play through. Two times. Because we always suck. And I want to say thank you to all the nurses, frontline uh, employees out there. We thank you for what you do out there. Uh, thank yeah, you for uh, little Mia for being on our show uh, earlier t- uh, t- in the podcast. And I do appreciate that. And I think I'm going to, instead of playing our uh, out cue music, I'm going to play the uh, song and we'll just close it out that way. I think that's a good idea. That'll work. All right. So again, you know, uh, like and subscribe our channel and uh, give us a thumbs up on YouTube for those select uh, fo- folks that do listen to our uh, podcast on there. So we'll get some little generate a little buzz on the uh, YouTube page. Uh, thumbs up if you like it. If you don't. OK, thumbs down. I mean, you know, watch out for those 5G towers. Yes. <laughs> All right. Any final words for everybody before we close out to uh, me is a little uh, true color song. All right. All right. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye bye. And essential workers like my mom, who's a nurse and a superhero. It's hard to take a wretch in a world full of people. You can lose sight of it all. The darkness inside you makes it feel so small. I see your true colors shining through. I see your true colors, and that's why I Mommy.